you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Black Girl Fit Files. Happy Thursday. It's your girl, Delijah. What it do, guys? What it do? To everyone that if this is your first time listening, thanks for listening in. And please be sure to subscribe to the Fit Files for your weekly dose of amazing women of color in the health and fitness industry taking kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> so guys, I am actually in Portland. This is pre-recorded, but I'm in the, well, the episode that we did is pre-recorded, but I'm in Portland right now visiting my best friend and her 18-month-old baby, and he is such a delicious little treat. I just love him so much. We, like, picked him up from preschool. He has snack. There's a lot that goes on for an 18-month-old. I'm just like, woo, I don't know if I'm ready for all this. There's so much. They just have so much energy, and they just never stop. But it's like the cutest thing ever. I bought him a pair of Chucks. We have matching Chucks. So we were walking down the street together in our matching Chuck Taylor shoes. I know. I know. Like I'm auntie of the year over here. Portland is stunningly beautiful. It is. There are so many evergreen pine trees like just everywhere. Portland is also hella white. Like whoa. Whoa. It, there's, there's dabs of color uh, mixed in through here. So, uh, yeah, you know, just kind of adjusting to that. But I will be here for a few days just kind of taking it all in, taking in the sights. There's, like, a beautiful rose garden. Did you know that Portland is, like, the city of roses? I did not know this, but I'm just learning all of this new stuff. So before we get into our guest on the show, it's time for our sponsor of the day. Our sponsor of the day today is Studio 92 Hair. Get your bundles, get your bundles. So Studio 92 Hair is a luxury hair extension company that is inclusive of all women and carry textures and tones for all types. So whether you guys are in the middle of your workout, the last thing that you want to worry about is your extension showing, right? Am I right? Tape-ins are the perfect versatile hair extensions, ideal for going upside down, inverting, doing a little flip, and doing a little sexy twirl. So get your twirl on with your extensions on the pole, you guys. And you all get 20% off of your Studio 92 hair extensions using the code BGFF20. And you can find that on their website. It's studio92hair.com. So it's just spelled out, studio, S-T-U-D-I-O, 92 hair, H-A-I-R dot com. So I just want to thank you so much, Tiffany, who is the founder and creator of Studio 92 Hair for being our sponsor of the day. So let's get right into our episode. My guest on the show today is Miss Leanne Membus. She is a dear friend of mine. She is the creator and founder of Boss Magazine, which is an online magazine for the self-made woman of color boss babe. All right. So here we go. We're going to get right into the episode right now. All right, guys, so our guest on the show today is a dear friend of mine slash old roommate. Yes, bringing it back. I have on the show with us today Leanne Membus, and she is the creator and founder of Boss Magazine. Boss Magazine is an online magazine geared toward the self-made boss woman of color, basically. So, hey, Leanne, how are you? Hi, I'm super excited to be here and chatting with you tonight. Never would have thought (laughs) that we'd be doing this years later. I know, it's kind of crazy how the two of us met each other. Mm -hmm. Basically, a mutual (laughs) friend of ours, she totally, we got this cute apartment together. And then, (laughs) like, 
less than six months later, she's like, okay, I booked a show on Broadway. Um, See you later. Here's this person. Here you go. And in comes Leanne, this young 21. Smart, fun, <laughs> yes. 21. Curious child oh, in the God. world. Just graduated <laughs> from Yale. Just bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, ready to explore New York City. And you were just like, oh, wow. (laughs) So (laughs) can you just kind of tell us how you actually got to New York City? Because I do love this this story. Yeah. um, I ended up in New York, I would say, I mean, it was post-college. But I had always dreamed of being in New York City. I um, am originally from Atlanta, Georgia. So growing up there, I had these big dreams of um, wanting to move to New York and work in media. And so New York was like media capital, and I would say probably still is. Um, So I actually, when I was applying for college, was like, I want to go to New York City. Um, But when Yale accepted me, I decided to just go to Connecticut. So while I was in college. (laughs) Come on, Ivy League. uh, Right. Just this little school. Um, And so, you know, while I was in college, though, I was like, okay, I'm still plotting to end up in New York City after this. So, um, yeah, I ended up moving to New York for an internship at the time and um, was desperately looking for an apartment. And so I actually like went on a trip for spring break to Miami, met my friends like roommate or friend at the time whose cousin happened to be Delijah's current roommate that's <laughs> and crazy. was in need of someone to replace her and so that's kind of how I ended up that's so crazy work. thanks Natonia she's actually yeah. not even my roommate anymore but thanks <laughs> Natonia oh wow love her I didn't know love that her. that was like the the whole connection mm-hmm. of everything got you so you get to New York City you land a job, mm-hmm. and it doesn't turn out the way you want it to. Right. What, what happens, like, from there? Right. Um, so I get to New York City, had an internship for a few weeks, and got let go from my internship. Um, and that was definitely a trying moment for me, um, especially because this is, like, my first time in New York. And so somehow, though, I was still a little relentless about sticking it through and finding a way to make things work. Um, And it's funny because I still kind of remember having conversations with uh, Delijah, the roommate at the time, (laughs) about like not giving up, not going home, like making things work out. Um, And so I actually ended up kind of doing a few odd jobs at the time, um, working in retail so I could pay my apartment rent, but um, eventually ended up landing a job um, as a web producer for a TV station and starting my website kind of around the same time. So this is kind of when Boss birthed itself, um, more so from the thought of, well, you know, if I... Um, can't be at the top like media place that I want to be. Why not like try to create something? And so I think I definitely was 
um, super brave at the time. And maybe that does kind of come with this, you know, whole idea of being in the city of your dreams and just wanting to make things work. Um, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I remember the conversations that we had. I rem- <laughs> I feel like I, I said like, I said something to you and I'll never forget this. It was like, Leanne, New York City doesn't need you. It doesn't need any Mm -hmm. of us. You have to make Mm -hmm. this city want you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you have done a brilliant job at figuring that out and just being courageous in everything that you do and being really just bold and daring. And there's fear that comes in it, but you want to you know, you want there to be success more than the fear gets in the way. So Mm -hmm. I, I I love all of that. So how did you know that boss magazine was like the right thing? When did you get that that Um, gut feeling of like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah. So I think for me, it kind of came when I started getting reaction. Um, So funny enough, like, when I started the site, I was working at the TV station, but I was working at all, like all these crazy hours. Um, I was doing nights and weekends and literally I'd be at the TV station from like midnight till 7am sometimes. And so it was pretty, it was pretty like dead. (laughs) So in those wee hours in the morning at the station, when there's no news going on or anything, that's kind of when I started like working on the site. And so in the beginning, it kind of felt like, this lonely blog and I would say this is during the blogger revolution so pre like like Instagram had just started but it wasn't like the thing where it is now right um but it was still like the blogger revolution where people were into reading blogs and stuff like that so um when I first started it was just literally like me writing a bunch of different posts um and I don't even know how people found the site (laughs) but um I also interestingly enough had started working on a project with another blogger at the time and so we were working together on a different site and that's kind of I think how people started hearing about boss and so when I got um kind of like my first email from like a reader is when I realized like oh this is really (laughs) powerful um because you know people were reaching out and they were like I really love your content it's so unique you have such a um fresh voice and you're focusing on like a segment of the population that I don't really see online um there were definitely a lot of like celebrity blogs at the time um there were definitely a lot of different like there was there was stuff online for like black women, um, but not a lot targeting kind of like this, you know, self-made, hungry, I want to be successful type of black woman. Um, and so I think people were really excited about that. And so getting that first email from like back in the heydays was really kind of like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep working on articles at like 2 a.m. Um, right. Because it's impacting somebody out there. Yes. And I, I mean, I think it's it's cool because there really, there wasn't like a manual for mm-hmm. us self-made women. You know, there was, there was no guideline. There was no book. There was no, we just kind of have been figuring it out. And I think that, 
you know, you came at the right time, like right place, right time. And it was, I think you put it into the universe because it was something that was needed. And when Mm -hmm. something is needed, people will find it no matter, no matter what, you know, via, if it's like looking for it late night, if it's like, I just need to find, if I just Google self-made woman, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like what is going to pop up? Because there's so many of us, which takes me to my next question. Why do you think that there are just so many black women um, that are just deciding to become entrepreneurs. Like it's like this wave mm-hmm. of, of, of us just doing this. Why do you think that is, I think I sometimes get stuck in it because I'm, I'm like one track. I'm like, Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Everybody's an entrepreneur. <laughs> but you know, why do you think there's such a wave right now? Yeah. I feel like it's a combination of a few things as to why, Um, So many women of color are kind of on the girl boss, boss, babe, entrepreneurial bandwagon. Um, And I will say it's a beautiful thing to see. It's a beautiful kind of level of energy. And um, I want to say that it's really kind of heightened in the past few years than when I originally moved to New York. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I think it's a few things. I think that one, um, when people started seeing the success that, um, you know, the the tech millionaires, the startup millionaires um, were achieving, I think people started realizing, hey, like, I could be that person too. And you notice, like, the 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 new startup success person wasn't just like you know typical white guy in a hoodie like making millions right that image started to morph and so when you saw that there were regular i don't think just regular but like you know regular kind of people that were self-made like literally come from nothing and building things i think it kind of opened up the idea and lowered the barrier to say, you know, other people have access to or other people should have access to. Um, I would say secondly, I think people kind of like started getting tired of, you know, the inability to rise within the corporate sector. Um, You know, you you started to see a lot more black women saying, you know, I'm tired of corporate America or, you know, I made it to director level, but I can't even get past this or I can't even, you know, get out of this title that I've had for three years. Like I'm not being appreciated here. And so I think, you know, people were starting to see that they could create their own, kind of forms of advancement and success if they stepped outside of a um, environment that keeps a lot of people of color kind of um, stuck in one place and they could kind of just create their own path by becoming an entrepreneur. I think also that, um, you know, when more and, and, and it's still like in a space that continues to need to be evolved. But when you start seeing other black women be successful or other women in general be successful um, within the entrepreneurial space, um, again, kind of goes back to my first point. I think that kind of opened the doors to people feeling like, hmm, I could get a bite of this pie too. Or why am I not, you know, why is it that, um, for example, like weaves and bundles are being sold by a certain demographic to my people. I should have ownership in this and sell to my people too. Um, So I think when we started seeing, you know, (laughs) you you start hearing these different stories about women entrepreneurs being successful. It just 
I think it just made it more believable for other black women. Now, there's still a lot that has to change um, when it comes to like (laughs) people seeking funding or getting capital for their businesses um, or even just like being able to work well with other um, women of color to advance. Um, I think there's, there's still a lot that needs to change in that area. But overall, I would say like, those are kind of the few things that I think really heightened it. And I honestly, lastly, I would say community has been really huge towards kind of building up this era and league of boss women that you see in the world. Um, You know, communities like a girl boss or communities like a boss babe or career contessa Mm -hmm. or the daily news or, you know, you name it. There's like been a league of kind of sites and communities that have helped black women see their future successful selves. So, and, you know, I would add boss to that list as well. So, um, I, I, so yeah, I really, really believe that community has been really huge in all essences of the word. And just knowing that there are other people around you rooting for your success, it kind of, it gives more people the feeling that, Hey, you know, I can at least try like if I quit and do this for a couple of years and it doesn't work out. Okay. I can go find a job. I can go back and do something else. But I think more people have kind of dropped and reduced their fears and have the feeling that, that they can try to be the boss of their dreams too. Right. Cause you see so many people out there and you're like, if she could do this, then I definitely can do this. And then you know, right. the, I think also we're, we're not afraid to just like bounce the ideas off of each other because there is so much to go around now, you know, and right. my, my idea is not going to be your idea, but I can still bounce it off of you and know that you're there to support me and, you know, there to cheer me on and, and all of these things and always continue to motivate each other. So that is, that is true. Do you think okay. that... With going to like all of these, and I will say, I've been to a lot of girl boss and entrepreneur and all of these things. And mm-hmm. when you had your boss event, so Leanne had amazing boss event. Boss house. The boss house, yes, yes in <laughs> Jul- June. June. June 30th, mm-hmm. yes. And I will say, I, I you know, and she had me as one of the... Um, Guest speakers, speakers. which I was so nervous because it was like really like one of my like first time sitting on one of the like big panels at one of these, you know, big events and things, which your I liked your event. Also, it was a good like starter for me because it was really intimate. The setting was beautiful. The location Mm -hmm. was stunning, by the way. Where did you think? How did you find that place? (laughs) Um, I definitely had a great a um, event consultant helped me scout for places because it's a lot to do that work on your own Hexy, so yeah um yeah I have to credit Alexandra who is our boss community manager and um runs Elevated Lux which is like her events company for helping me find the space got you it was it was stunning so mm-hmm. you know you have this event and, and it can be really nerve-wracking because you're going to a space you you know that you're a boss yourself but it's like how do you just start up a conversation with the next girl next to you? Because it could be weird or it could be, <laughs> you just never kind of know. And I will say that I made like two connections from that. And I think that is 
a big plus. And one girl, she was actually on a podcast episode, the Frugal Feminista. Um, yeah. And it was such a marvelous episode. So I want to thank you just for bringing all of these amazing oh, women yay. together. Yes, so. definitely. So I have a question that I always try to get in somehow. With being who you are now and, you know, the things that you've seen and so much more that you do have to see, what is something that you would tell the younger Leanne when she was like, I'm going to move to New York City and do this. I'm going to go to a, not basic, but I'm going to go to this job and it's going to work and it's going to be great. And you're not doing Mm -hmm. that. Like, what would you say to her? Mm, I would say don't give up baby girl um (laughs) and I add baby girl because um young Leanne was very um very bright eyed and I would say super resilient um even though I think at the time she didn't realize that she was um and so um I say all that to say that at the end of the day sometimes the path that you think is your journey or you think you have carved out for yourself probably isn't even ultimately it. Sometimes it's only the beginning and sometimes the wind in the road um, or the fall down the hill is necessary to get over the mountain and really like get to the top. And so I don't think I would tell young, like, I don't think young Leanne would have been like, oh, my God, like I lost my job. This period is like the best thing that's ever going to happen to me. But looking back now, I'm like that that was necessary. I don't even know if I would have started boss if I hadn't gone through all of that. And so I'm I'm grateful for every lesson learned. And I would say, you know, no matter what happens to you, like don't give up and just keep going keep knocking on the doors keep trying to make your dreams come true no matter what fashion um it exists in so and i'd i'd be i'd be curious to know that um how many people you know that we may have met that are girl bosses or whatever now might have had a similar story or might have like came to New York thinking they were going to be one thing and then ultimately ended up doing something else. So like, yeah, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to dance for Justin Timberlake. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm on poles now. <laughs> but you're amazing on poles and you built an amazing community Thank and you. you're like killing it. So Thank it's just you. so, so are you. how life works out. Yes. Yeah. So what, how does it feel to, you know, be a self-made woman, what is that, how does that feel? Because yeah. I know that there are, you know, I guess this is a two-part question. How does it feel? And what are the ups and downs of this feeling of being self-made? Yeah. Um, so I think at the end of the day, I will say the biggest thing about being self-made is feeling grateful. Um, there's a level of like gratitude that I have that you know, I'm able to look around me and say, hey, like all these things I've created or this community or the people I've met have been, you know, through my own accord, my own determination, my own diligence and not saying like everything is myself. Right. Like I obviously have met people who have introduced me, et cetera. But it's they OK to brag on yourself. Me. Sometimes. <laughs> you could brag <laughs> on yourself. Introduce me if they didn't feel the magic or they didn't think like, you know, I had potential or I was worth 
the connect. And mm-hmm. so um, I'm grateful for everything I've attracted into my life to be able to have the things that I have and, you know, to be building um, the community that I'm building. Um, the ups and downs, though, I will say is that there are times where, um, you know, as a self-made person, sometimes you're wondering, like, what is next or is what you're doing enough? Um I will definitely say there are times where I'm like, you know, boss could be so many different things. And I often struggle with like, okay, where should I go next with this? What should I be doing? Do I need to be doing, you know, what this other side is doing X, Y, and Z. And so just trying to maintain authenticity and integrity and everything I do that I'm building is, is super important. Um, but also like, you know, a daily, a daily challenge, um, especially for me right now, because this like girl boss thing is really a thing. And I'm trying to make sure we continue to have a unique voice. Um, when there's a lot of people around you kind of like saying the same thing. Right. So yeah, I would say that's kind of a big challenge. And then also like really learning to delegate. Um, this year has been one of the most trying years in regards to like letting go of certain skills and tasks. So like running boss house, like realizing, okay, I definitely need a team to do this (laughs) because I will be on the floor right? and not, you know, functional functioning if I um, thought I could do it all by myself. So this has been really a year where I'm like exploring new partnerships, exploring working with people, consulting, like hiring people to do stuff. Um, because I realized like you kind of get to a level where you plateau if you don't, right. you know, reach out, invest in help in order to kind of scale and grow. So yes. I would say that's a huge part of being self-made is really knowing at what point can you no longer just rely on yourself to make it? Mm. Um, yeah. And what do you do? Because I, I mean, we, we, we all do this. I think we are all guilty of this. What do mm-hmm. you do to stop the little monster in your head when it's like, well, they did this. So, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, like do mm-hmm. you put your phone down for me. I legit have to just like, put my phone down, walk away. (laughs) If I see (laughs) other companies or other things, like Mm -hmm. we just announced this new thing and you're just like, fuck. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what is it that you What am I doing? Yeah, to to keep to yourself, but to, to be supportive of other companies, but also to like keep to yourself and know what you're building is, is still going to be great. Yeah, I think it's really about shutting out the noise. And that's really key, especially in a city like New York, where, you know, not only is it like literally and figuratively like loud all the time, but it's also like there's so many people that are driven and building and doing things. And sometimes you see people that, you know, came out of nowhere all of a sudden they have an article in the new york times and you're like what's going on right and then you know there's the other people that you know that are hardworking, honest and have been just struggling for years to get like 10 followers on instagram even though they have a dope brand and so i see a lot of that the comparison and um you know i'll be honest as a media company there's definitely times where you know i'm i am you know looking at my competitors or looking at other sites to just 
to maintain, to just make sure that I'm like being authentic and not becoming like a copycat or yes. a follower or whatever, like making sure I'm unique in what I'm doing. Yes. And so for me, really, sometimes it is kind of just like silencing the noise. You know, if I ever do get that feeling where I'm wondering, like, what am I doing? Um, it's really just like, you know, putting the phone down or mm. like closing that tab. And it does. And that doesn't mean like not to celebrate other people's wins. But it's also just, you know, sometimes it's like, OK, that was dope. That's cool. They're doing that. Um, but instead of being like, you know, why am I not doing this? It's like, well, what am I doing? How am I working towards like it's just like a reminder time for me to recognize like, what am I working towards with boss? What are my goals? And, you know, be honest with myself, like, hey, Leanne, are we keeping to that? Are we tracking right. to that? And if not, why? Like, there there has to be a reason. So it's really just like being able to just silence it and then refocus and yes. be like, okay, you know, there might be a, an email in my inbox that I need to get back to that might get me on that same level. Or there's that person I need to follow up with that might get me on that same level. Or, you know, instead of going to this event, I need to do this to get me on that same. So it's really just being able to kind of silence and refocus. And I, I, I hope that is something that other entrepreneurs can kind of tap into when they start to feel like imposter syndrome or mm -hmm. feel like, you know, they're not enough. Um, everyone's journey is different. And I truly, truly do believe in the magic of timing. I think timing is key with a lot of this stuff. So don't get surprised if you see like someone, you know, has a big enough. I've met and seen a lot of people who get the press and then two years later, you're like, oh, the business doesn't exist anymore. Right. So I always say like, you know, don't get too caught up in the fluff. There are really great people out there doing great things, but sometimes we get too caught up in the clout of things and, yes. and we hurt ourselves in that. So. Yes. God. Yes. That is so true. I have seen <laughs> businesses come and go entrepreneurs yeah. where it's like how do they do this and then it's like where have they been <laughs> right exactly. exactly yeah I mean that's so true there are there are days that I myself I just will be like and I'm not leaving the house for two days because I mm -hmm. just need to sit here and focus not and focus and think yeah. yeah and think about what I need to do so. yeah or just clear yeah. my brain or you know just mm -hmm. sometimes not put the the energy and effort into it yes yeah, so true so I know these are big questions that you get, and this is kind of our Dear Delijah section, um, is how do you talk about building a team and the importance of having, you know, people in your corner? How do you find the good people? How do you weed them out? Because it's hard to, to build a team that's going to show up for you all the time, especially starter businesses where you're like, I don't got the money, but, right. <laughs> you know, how right. do you find that, that those people? So I'll definitely say I learned through, I learned from my own mistakes and um, kind of learned along the way about hiring people. Um, and I will say with Boss, one thing I noticed is that, you know, people will engage with the brand. They'll be like, I love the brand. You know, you get the stories about, oh, I just want to work for you, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, okay, cool, work. And then you <laughs> notice that crickets. people just don't come in. Yes, crickets you know copy doesn't come in on time like I've definitely been through my full gamut of situations with people and so um, one thing I've really had to do honestly when it comes to building the right team is like kind of setting up a test first um, mm. 
to make sure they're the right person for the job. And so I really do kind of like, for example, if it's a writer or something like that, we obviously do like an editorial test, et cetera, to make sure like, you know, you have the exact skills, you can like create copy that has the right grammar, et cetera. And like even for running events or our community management, it's like, do you really understand the brand? Like, you know, don't email or slide in our DMs and say, yeah, I want to work for boss. <laughs> but like you don't even know like what our mission is right. or who our target audience is. Like if you can't answer those questions, then you're not the right person for the job. So I've been very keen about, you know, one, making sure to test people that they fully understand and know your brand and know who you're talking to mm. um and two that they understand your mission and what you're trying to do what is your goal and how are they going to impact that and then a second thing is also like sourcing where the talent is actually coming from is super super key i i remember in my early days i was like okay i don't know where i'm gonna find people that are gonna help me because i don't have the budget right now right and so i would post for interns and like the gig section of Craigslist. Wow. And, um, you know, I did get a few people that way. And honestly, like I started getting more people once we started growing like on Instagram and stuff like that. But that was like the early heydays. And like, I would get some, I mean, most of the talent that came through that channel probably isn't with boss right now and not right. to be like shady or mean but more so it was just like it wasn't the right source it wasn't whereas now it's like okay we have people that join our boss squad community they've been around for a while um they share the work that they're doing with other places it's like oh i can see that you're committed and you are about what you do so when they do step up and say hey i want to work for boss i know that they're legit or if someone's recommending them to me and you know they are also like a, a boss woman a self-made woman of color then i'm like okay the source is like legit like they're not gonna fail me and i've kind of recognized like the source of where the talent is coming from kind of helps sometimes with making sure you have the right person in place. So, um, yeah, I would say those things are really key. I know in the beginning you kind of do have to find the right, like job boards or whatever to kind of find people. But now it's like, okay, if I have, um, a few friends in my entrepreneurial circle, they drop like a note in their newsletter on their social, you know, they tend to recommend like stronger talent. Um, And, and that's really helpful. So was it hard for you? Because I, I had this issue and I'm, I'm still building through it. Mm-hmm. And I, I like feel like I grew up because I finally got an amazing intern, Kiera. Thank you so much. Shout out to yeah. Kiera. <laughs> but is it, it's, I still sometimes find it because boss is your baby. You know, it's, yes. it's, it's your vision and no one else can see this vision like you can. Is it hard sometimes to give people that access or give people just the, okay, I trust that you can do this, you know? Cause I think with me, mine is like, nobody can do it as good as I can, but it's like, no Delijah, you need to sit the hell down because you're going to burn out <laughs> and you, you have right. this person to do this, you know, like wh- how did you find it to give up the, the control and just trust that people can, can, can babysit your baby? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say like, it's definitely been, a challenge for me in many ways because I do think because I am someone who's very like self-made I can figure it out like Google's my best friend right I got this I'm 
sometimes reluctant to be like, let me let someone else do this. But I do think when I realize like there's someone who has a talent and a knack for something and they're really good at it um, and they can just like be a expert in that one area and help your stuff grow, like that's really kind of been the motivation for me to be like, okay, Leanne, like you can sit back Mm. and do this. Um, Like, for example, with Boss House, I um, had a friend who works as a like an events manager for a beauty brand in New York and she had like left her job to transition to another job but she um, was really great at like managing like big scale events and I was like hey would you be interested in helping us secure like sponsorships for Boss House and she was amazing like she did an amazing job at it um, so much so that I'm like okay I have to have you on board for like the next boss house nice. and just seeing how like I was able to relieve myself and like have this person step in and crush it at her job was kind of like okay this is why you hire you know they always say surround yourself with smart people that are experts at what they do right like this is why you do that so like you can see the growth um, but you can also like see the time that you get back yes. and how you're able to focus on other parts of your business to to help it grow. So that's kind of the biggest thing for me. And just like you said, talking about burnout, like realizing if I, I like if I try to do this by myself, no one's going to see me. I'm going to have no <laughs> friends. My partner is going to leave me like this is just I'm going to be in the hole by myself. And so. <laughs> Um, you know, that aspect too, is kind of motivating to be like, okay, you gotta, you gotta find the right people, right? Like you wouldn't leave your actual baby with a stranger, but like finding someone who cares, understands, loves your mission and your brand and believes in it as much as you do to the point where like, they would probably do it for free because they love it just as much as you do is, is super valuable and important. And I think too, with that part, it's like, you know that you love it mm-hmm. and and you know how much energy and effort that you've put into it. I think sometimes entrepreneurs, we, there's like a shock value of like, Oh wait, you actually like, listen, Oh, you like, you like this, you, you know, you actually support this. Oh, you, you read the article. Oh, you, you are coming to an event. Like, and, and I think that that shock value sometimes is can like either, it's good. It's a humbling thing, but it's also like, okay, let's go. Let's do this because people are, are here for you, you know, I think. So, yeah, I'm just thinking out loud on that part. No worries. <laughs> um, so another question is boss house. You had your first successful boss house. Can you explain, number one, what exactly boss house was? Oh, I forgot to say, guys. I was like, they did an amazing article. Boss Magazine slash Leanne did an amazing article about black girls pole and challenging the status quo of pole dancing. And I put it everywhere and it got such great feedback. So I just wanted to throw that out there. That's like a pin little throw in there. So thank you for that as well. Thank you. Of course. Um, so yes, Boss House, you decided to bring it, bring it off of the pages, bring it off of the screen and... Mm-hmm. make it a reality what was that like and what goes into planning such an amazing event um so with boss house it had been a vision of mine for a while um and you know with the girl boss revolution you also see the birth of all these amazing conferences so <laughs> there's so many no there's so many now and there really are it's kind of cool because it's like 
okay, there's so it's really like it's cool because there's more places to like connect and meet so many amazing women, right? right? Um, you know, and not to say that they the content and some of them aren't different. I will say like I've been to a few now and first for me like some of them the content is kind of like similar or it might be a little more 101 and I know like my strategy or reason for attending these events is to connect with people more so than anything else. Um, But like I said, this has kind of been a vision in my head. There were a lot of conferences and many that are still popping up. And so, you know, I thought to myself, like, I, I, at this point, I have gotten so many requests to host a big event. Um, Mm. We started doing small, like co-working events pop up in different cities. And those were really cool. And I liked them because I'm like, they're intimate, they're small, I can meet our readers, like, this is really great. And so, with Boss House, um, we've gotten a lot of requests, like, when are you doing a conference? When are you doing a Boss Conference? When are you doing a... And so, I was like, you know what, I'm not going to do just another conference in, you know, a hotel conference room. Like, that's just not what I want to do. I want to have something intimate, but premium. I want to create a space um, where, you know, women of color can see their future self-made selves and believe that anything is possible and that they can be the person they want to be. And so that's kind of really how it came about. And I just kind of committed to it and said, I'm going to do this. And so, like I said, my community manager for Boss Squad, Alexandra, who runs Elevated Lux, um, was really kind of quintessential to the first Boss House coming to life. Um, She had also really envisioned us doing something bigger as well and was like a key part of, you know, the strategy, planning the event, helping us find the space, you know, down to the nitty details and stuff. So I'm super grateful for her in that sense and, you know, really helping to bring the vision to life. But at the end of the day, Boss House was like super exciting and beautiful and the feedback was amazing and I think I decided that I really want to continue um, creating this space but kind of staying in the lane of keeping it intimate and you know I think some people would argue like no you should try to scale and be like essence fest or (laughs) get to a bigger level and I I just realized like you know the reason why I didn't want to do the hotel conference room or do the big conference was because some of those spaces, like the bigger it gets sometimes, it's the less intimate it is. Yeah. yeah, the less intimate it is, the less comfortable, the easier it is for people to just kind of like, oh, I popped into a few sessions today and went home. Right. Like, I didn't really have to talk to nobody. Yay. And a lot of people and usually just, go with like their girlfriends. Like, it's their you know, girl, it's, their crew. So you have a yeah. crew. You're not going to try to meet anybody else if you brought your crew. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. So, you know, sometimes when it's a little more intimate it's like and the content is great it gives you know we definitely met a lot of people that like came there on their own and met people for the first time and I think that's super super valuable um and so that's something I want to continue to build with Boss House in the future and you know I definitely want to keep finding premium spaces for (laughs) black women to see themselves in and so I'm super excited to see where this can go in the future and and where it will go. But at the end of the day, I will say like, there's no way I would have planned that event on my own. So having a team is super essential to pulling off a big event. I would even say that to um, a a recent boss woman I connected with. Um, her name is Amani. She runs CultureCon and yes, Creative. Yes. Uh, Col- yeah, CCNYC. She was super dope, super amazing, and a lot that I've learned from her, like 
people always ask like, how do you get all these big, you know, people for your conference? And she talks so much about having the right team. So Mm. I will definitely echo her in that sense and just shout her out for that and say like, that is something I learned a lot about this year and something I want to continue pushing moving forward. Yes, you're like inspiring me. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, amazing. So what would you tell the person that thinks they want to start their own business, thinks they want to start their own online or brick and mortar thing? What would you tell this next this next generation of self-made boss women? What would you say to her? So I'm I'm going to lean towards the Internet because I love the Internet. And, <laughs> you know, I think it's just like it's it's we live in a time where like it's so easy to start these days like there's two there's so many resources and tools available um and you know sometimes it's really more just about the talent and the team to make things grow but i would say you know for anyone looking to start an internet business today um be know that the internet is a vast wild place but it also is full of a lot of things and so you have to be super, super clear about what it is you want to do and really define what your your niche is going to be. Um, I know people say that a lot, but it's like that's kind of the key to really growing today. If you notice, like, especially with an online magazine, like you can't just do the generalist thing anymore. Mm. Um, you can't just be like, you know, back in the heyday, you could get like Essence or Cosmo or whatever in the mail and like they'd have five different sections about five different things. Right. Um, but you'll notice now it's like there's this really cool hair blog that's really top or this site about like, you know, black Greeks is really top. Like it's very like niche, like niche, niche, niche yes. now. Um, so I would say if you are trying to be in the Internet space and build a digital brand, like I really I would say pick one thing that you're going to focus on and then find like a hundred things about that one thing and build from there like and you'd be surprised like how many topics you could come up with for that one pole dancing or whatever you know what I mean like there's so many different things you can talk about and so I would say that's very key is like find your niche know it and stick to it and like really don't give up during the early days because it's usually like right before that moment when you're going to hit that people sometimes quit. Like it takes time now. There's a lot of competition online. There's a lot of competition on social media. So you really have to know your audience and where they are and amplify your brand in those spaces in order to succeed. Yes. Yes. And you better love the shit out of whatever it is that you're going to do. (laughs) That's true. You better love it, like obsessively love it. Because there are days that you're going to be like, damn, I don't want to do this, but I love this. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Well, guys, it's time. I'm going to sing it. I always shock the the guest on the show when I sing this. A boom, 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 boom. It's the get them goals. It's the get them goals. Hey, hey, it's the get them goals. So for all of our listeners who may be new to the, the podcast, um, the get them goals is a goal that the guest on the show gives all of you guys to follow 
for the week. Hopefully that get them goal that they give you will turn into more than a weekly goal. It will turn into a monthly goal and then it will turn into a lifestyle change. So Leanne, what is your get them goal for everybody, for all of the FitFile listeners? So I would say your get them goal this week should be to pitch yourself to one, or I'm not going to say one, I'm going to say pitch yourself to at least five different brands or people that you want to partner with in 2020. Um, And I say that to say that a lot of the things I've been able to achieve, um, yes, I have attracted, but I've also like reached for. And so you can't like a closed mouth doesn't get fed. And if you want something in life, like you have to try, you have to aim for it. Like you just like, the worst thing you're going to hear is no. And like, no, honestly, at this point doesn't even really mean anything because you could keep trying. Um, And so at this point, I would say like, if there's something you've been thinking about, something you've been dreaming about, a brand you want to work with, a person you want, you know, a a event you want to speak at, like pitch yourself, like put yourself out there. um, And I'm going to ask you that you reach out to at least five different people and see what happens oh yes and you could be one of those five i could be one of those i five. could be one of those we're five. just you open books God. like seriously <laughs> <laughs> those are good that's a good get them goal i'm here for that yes. yes well leanne how can everyone find you of social media websites boss mag all of the things where can everybody find you on yeah the screens <laughs> Absolutely. On the interwebs. Um, you can find me at Boss Mag. So um, the site itself, bossmag.com. We have a contact page um, that gets filtered through our team. Um, so if you drop my name in the note, um, I will most likely end up seeing it. Um, otherwise, you can email me directly at Leanne, L-I-A-N-E, at bossmag.com. Or you can slide in my DMs on Instagram um, <laughs> via at Boss mag the boss mag account or um at millionaire which is linked on our boss mag account so any of those channels is how to end up in my inbox yes and boss you guys side note boss is spelled b-a-u-c-e not B-O-S-S. So I have to clarify that. It's yes. boss like sauce because i do get a lot of people that are like is it b-o-s-s mag and i'm yes. like no it's Boss like sauce. Boss like know? sauce so, mag. So it's B A U C E M A G dot com. Yes. Yes. Okay. Got it. Ian, <laughs> thank you so so much for being on this this podcast. Uh it's such a pleasure to speak to you. I'm excited for everything that you have going on in 2020, even outside of Boss Mag, uh, getting hitched, all of the things are happening. <laughs> oh, Terrence, love him to death. <laughs> Thank you. He's this the, has the, been like the best full circle moment, to be honest. This is really fun. So I'm so grateful I feel like and I grateful like, for your partnership. Yes, I feel like I was like around when you guys just started like dating. And now yes. just, like growing up. I love it. Oh, oh God. All right, guys. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Seriously. So <laughs> until next time, be courageous, be sexy, be strong. Talk to you later. Bye.